Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, November the 28th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about factors that influence success at work. Playing off a little piece by my homie Pat Rigsby. I'm going to dig in here and hopefully help you guys uh, find success in the workplace, whether you work for yourself or thinking about it or work for a major corporation, a small mom and pop shop. It really doesn't matter. These are six factors that I think can help guide you in the right direction if you're not happy with your performance, uh, your trajectory, or just your day-to-day kind of work-life grind, if you will. Before I jump into that, real quick, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You already know the one thing I take every single day. I never miss. If you are somebody who struggles to get enough fruits and vegetables, and let's be real, almost all of us always do, this would be the one thing I would take and add into your life. The site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, will give you guys a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs of the greens with your first order. It's real basic. You get a scoop, you get a packet, you throw it in about eight ounces of cold water, the best tasting greens on the planet by far. We're talking 75 whole food ingredients with probiotics and digestive enzymes, the antioxidant equivalent to about 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies per day, all in a scoop that takes about 15 seconds to slam. And we've all drinking much worse. I can promise you that. There's been days where I'm sure I was drinking piss warm bush light out of a can that was probably a year and a half old that we stole from a buddy's old man. And then we drank it uh, in a garage just to get a little buzz. And uh, if you did that, like I did as a young kid, or maybe you drank Mad Dog 2020 or Mickey's Ice House 40s, or you used to take shots of Jägermeister, whatever you did, Athletic Greens taste a thousand times better than that. And it is good for you. If you've heard me talk about it a million times, or maybe this is the first podcast you've tuned into, I'm offering to send you a free sample to try. No money on you. I'll eat all the costs and ship it to you. I don't care what state, country, providence you live in. If the post office gets to you, we will get you a pack. Shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, the contact page on the website. Monica will ship a pack to you. You can try it and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. The website, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, gets you all the goodies now. But if you want to try it for free, Hit me up. Also, real quick, we are brought to you by our friends at Dry Farms Wine. If you guys are wine drinkers and you don't want to drink wine that has a bunch of bullshit additives, because I believe the FDA allows 76 approved additives to your wine, which is not good for you, in my opinion. According to our friends at Dry Farms Wine, the amount of pure natural wine is estimated to be less than 0.01% of all the wines in the world. That would meet their strict criteria. Theirs is organic, it's vegan, lower alcohol level, sugar-free, friendly to the keto and paleo people, no toxic additives. Basically, they cut out all the bullshit, lower sulfites, all the things that you would want in an alcoholic drink where you can still obviously get a buzz, enjoy time with your friends, but not all the typical horrible things that come with that. We partner with them. Admittedly, I don't know anything about wine. 
uh, although I've been wine tasting all over the world, uh, I'm ignorant. Heather would be the pro. I'll bring her on next podcast. She can give you more details. But we did hook up with them because they follow all the strict standards we do at our house and our life with the way that we eat and drink things. If you want to check it out and you guys order any wine from them, they'll give you an extra bottle for a penny. Basically, it's buy one, get one free, except they make it a penny. And a penny basically these days is basically worthless. So the site is dryfarmswine.com slash Fitness. Again, dryfarmwines.com slash Fitness. I can send you guys the link. We can give you more details, obviously in depth. But uh, Heather's been loving it. I tried it the other night. Again, I don't know anything about wine. Tastes fine to me. Uh, I'm more of a beer and whiskey guy, but hard to find some partners in that. But uh, these guys have been doing it real well. Uh, I believe in everything that they do. And uh, I'm a fan of people trying to do things the right way. And it's really hard to find these days, but that's why we partner with them. So if you guys want to check it out and you're wine drinkers, this will be a way you can get a real natural organic wine that cuts out all the bullshit in your life so you can enjoy it, you know, as guilt-free as possible. And then obviously get another bottle for a penny on us. Perfect for holiday gifts and everything in between. Also, we're brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD, the website beamtlc.com. Right now, they still have their biggest sale of the year going on. I believe it's 40% off all products. I take the dream product to sleep every night. There's CBD in it. There's no THC. Doesn't get you high, not habit forming. You don't wake up feeling groggy, just rested, ready to kick ass for the day. I'm happy to send you guys a sample pack of the dream if you're interested. Otherwise, you can always go to the site, beamtlc.com, put in the code Jeremy Scott, gets you guys hooked up always and forever. The other podcast sponsors I'm going to throw in the show notes, my friends at JLab, Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, which have been crushing lately because it is getting colder here, and our friends at Joey's Hot Sauce. But all those are in the podcast notes. If you guys want to check them out, there's always discounts for you on everything. And that's really all the partners we work with is just to try to get you guys deals on the things that we use at our house that we believe in and we throw into our uh, daily life to be healthier, happier, and obviously enjoy our lives as well. But if you guys have questions on that, if you want our supplement guide, our smoothie guide, our macro guide, any of the free guides, I think we have like 100 free guides kind of covering everything, mobility, you name it, it's out there. So hit us up. I'm happy to send it to you if you're on the email newsletter. You'll see a lot of that stuff come out periodically. If you're not, uh, shoot us your info. We can add you to that. We tend to send out at least three emails a week, every week. We've done that for the past, I think, 11 years now. Uh, It's a lot of emails for sure, but happy to help you guys any way we can. But on to today's quick episode. I'm not going to to bore you guys with a ton of stuff uh, off the cuff here. I'm going to get right to it, kind of jump through the list. Some factors that influence success at work. Now, this came from an email that Pat Rigsby had sent over to me, and I think it can help a lot of you guys. Now, admittedly, uh, I've created this whole world and ecosystem here so I can be successful because I just knew I wasn't really cut out for corporate America. Now, obviously, we have a lot of uh, sponsors uh, from corporations here that we partner with and you know, very profitable. Uh, we benefit each other. They're all brands and companies we believe in, but it's not my main job. And I get to do it the way that I want to do it. And I'll touch on that because I think that's key uh, for a lot of you guys listening. And I know we're living through this weird time where you probably were 
forced to work at home for an extended period of time. Maybe you're still working from home. Maybe you like it. Maybe you like it sometimes. Maybe you hate it. If your kids or pets or spouse is driving you crazy, I don't know the situation you're in. But I do know there's been a big shift in the most amount of people ever have quit their jobs, I think, in the last couple months than has ever happened. And uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. We don't have this uh, this loyalty to corporations like a lot of people used to. Uh, my old man worked for a company for 33 years before they told him to uh, to kick rocks. But I knew back in the day that's that's what people did. My grandpa, you know, worked for the fire department basically till he retired. Uh, my grandma worked for the school systems. It's just uh, people used to kind of just get a job and, and hold it for a long period of time. And uh, there, there's good and bad with that. That's not This is not the podcast uh, to debate that. But I think with the advent of uh, social media and getting to see what is out there, what's possible, and all the new careers that uh, the Internet era has brought about, it's also brought about a lot of change, which is super cool and awesome to see. And if you're somebody who's listening, you're thinking about changing careers, starting a side hustle, maybe it's just a passion project at this point, or you're really seriously considering doing something different or learning a new skill. The cool thing is the internet allows you to basically get a master's degree for free at this point, and you don't have to pay for it, which is awesome. And, and I mean that where you're getting to learn the same information, in, in my uh, opinion, even better, more applicable, because you can kind of pick it a la carte and choose to do the things that are going to help you be the most successful. I'm going to share with you a couple of things that have helped me find success uh, in the workplace and in my career, and hopefully they'll do the same thing for all of you. Now, this stuff isn't rocket science by any means. Uh, I'm not that smart, so... Uh, probably not going to uncover the the holy grail uh, to help you find success. But if I can do it, I promise you guys can do it as well. I was never, uh, you know, going to climb the corporate ladder. I can be part of a team for sure. But the structure of which that world is set up was never really conducive to me, you know, killing it, if you will. Uh, I kind of marched the beat of my own drum. I have a a unique skill set and I had to build a life around it. And I think most of you are probably the same. Now you might be in a system now where it plays to your strengths, but you might not be. And this episode is probably for you. And even if you're somebody who, who is already in a system where, hey, Jeremy, I've been climbing the corporate ladder. I've been doing great. Uh, you know, I'm going to make partner or I'm going to be, you know, C-level or I'm going to be senior management or whatever it may be. A lot of these things might help you even elevate or find a happiness and a freedom that you don't currently have in your role. And the first factor that I think influences success at work is number one, doing things you enjoy and that you're probably relatively good at or the simpler terms, just do shit you love. And typically you love to do shit that you're good at. It's really that complex and you might call it playing to your strengths or using your own unique ability or playing your best role. But to me, 
playing to the things you're already naturally good at and you like is the easiest way for you to elevate in any organization and any company. I know that for sustained productivity, for sustained long-term success, most of us need to be doing things that energize us rather than drain us. That's important, so I'm going to repeat that really quick. If you want any long-term sustained success in a career or in a job, you have to be doing something that you're passionate about, that you care about, that you can get behind, that you believe in, and it has to energize you at some level rather than just drain you. And there's going to be times when you grind for sure and things that aren't fun, but your whole life can't be a grind, dude. The whole thing can't suck. There might be parts of every day that are a grind and parts of every day that suck, but if you wake up dreading every single day, if you wake up on Monday dreading the week, just wishing for it to be Friday night, I don't know how much quote-unquote success you're really going to find. And this is me being completely transparent. Even in your ideal business, in your ideal life, you're going to have to spend time doing stuff that you don't love. I did it today. I'll do some of it tomorrow. I'll do some of it Thursday. But for me, the ratio has to be a minimum of like 80% of the time you're doing stuff that you like doing, that you enjoy doing, and that you're good at doing. Or 90% of the time you're doing things that you're good at. You're doing things that you like. And it I understand nobody starts at 80%, at 90%. But with focus and a plan, everybody can get there. Because eventually you're going to build a team of people who are going to alleviate some stress from you. And they're going to fill in the gaps of things you suck at. Alec will take things off my plate for me. Monica does a lot of things that I suck at. Matt Sizemore saves my life in a lot of ways. My wife contributes in the way that she contributes. Obviously, we have an accountant we have a financial advisor, we have a cleaning crew, we have all of these people who can alleviate things from me or do things better than I can do them. I can probably do all the tasks here. I'm sure I could clean this place okay, but I don't like doing that. That's not my strength and somebody else can do it better. So we push it off to them. And if you're in a company, you don't work for yourself, you have to look at your role in what you're doing and ask yourself, do I enjoy doing this 80% of the time? And am I relatively good at it? And have I been working to get better at it? Do I care to get better at it? Am I motivated to keep doing this? Only you can answer that. But if you're in a scenario or a job or a role where you don't really enjoy it and you're not really good at it and you're only doing it for money, maybe it's time to look outside of the structure you're currently in and maybe make a change. That's what I would advise. That's how I felt. That's why I kind of stumbled into this life, you know, kind of haphazardly um, and became like a, a reluctant entrepreneur uh, because of it. And then I just jumped all in because there's a lot of things that I do love. And I was having a conversation uh, the other night at Thanksgiving and I was just saying, you know, that people ask, you know, how is the gym doing? Who They don't really understand what uh, what we do here. Uh, they just think of it as, as a gym, which is fine. And uh, I was trying to explain everything we do here and all the things that go on. And what it boiled down to was 
I would do most of this for free. And that's how the conversation kind of wrapped up for me. I was like, you know, regardless of all the things that we do do, that we choose to do or that we have to do, most of these things I would do for free, even if I didn't get paid a dollar for it. Now, would I come in here at five o'clock in the morning and meet people? Uh, no, we don't do that for free. Uh, but a lot of the stuff I would do, the Sunday Advanced Metcons, which you can hear my voice is just completely trashed, uh, I would do that for free because uh, I enjoy it and I'm part of it. A lot of the groups here, you know, if I had $150 million and I could just let this place be for free and grandfather these guys in, I'd be happy to do it because I enjoy the community. Uh, I see there's value in it and uh, I think I'm good at it and uh, I enjoy being here. And that's my hope for everybody listening is that you find your Jeremy Scott fitness for you, whatever that looks like. That doesn't mean you have to be your own boss. In fact, I don't think for a lot of people that's the, that's the best plan, but you have to find the thing that makes you feel important, gives you meaning, gives you purpose, and that you like showing up to and putting effort in. Now, the second thing is working with people you enjoy. Having a team you enjoy being around. Spending time with those people and they energize you, they put you in a good mood, you have good conversations, you learn from each other, you can ask each other questions, and it's a safe space to be in. Spending time with clients, with customers, with athletes, whatever industry you're in, that energize you, that you like. And hopefully most of the people you serve and work with, you would hang out and have a beer with them or shoot the shit with them no matter what. I'm not saying all of them, uh, depending on how big of a company or organization or, or business you run or own or are part of, but most of them. You enjoy being around them. You would probably invite them to your house or you'd meet them out at the bar just to shoot the shit and have a good time. I think working with people you enjoy is critical to being successful no matter what industry you're in. I do think masterminding with like-minded people and motivated entrepreneurs and other people in your industry is critical as well. If you're going to spend at least a couple thousand hours per year in your business or at your job, I would think you need to be around people that you enjoy and that don't drive you crazy and that you don't hate being around. Because what is the average work week now? I think, what is it, 40 hours times 52 weeks is what, two, is it 2,082 hours? Something like that? You guys can fact check me. It's like, it's over 2,000 hours. It's a lot of time. You're spending more time with these people than your own family. You're spending more time around these people than your own friends. That's a lot of lifetime to invest in some people that are energy sucks or that are negative or that give you anxiety or that piss you off. It's just not worth it. I don't care how much money it is, it's just not worth it in the long run. And to touch on one point real quick with working with people you enjoy, I do think being in mastermind groups or having a group of professionals in your industry or your field or in some area that's connected to you where you can you know, cross-reference and trade best practices is pretty crucial. And... Uh, I'm not saying these people have to be your best friends, but you should enjoy being around them. And there's a certain level of transparency and trust you have when speaking with them, especially in the groups uh, like a mastermind group or a group of other professionals. Now, 
one of the biggest reasons, in my opinion, I feel like I've found any success is because I'm not afraid to ask questions. Now, obviously, I'm going to work, you know, like John Wick, consistency, uh, to where I'm going to try to kill everything and everybody and every goal and every task. I'm going to accomplish it and just keep moving forward and forward and forward. And I don't care about the prizes or the money and the accolades. I'm aware of them, but that's not what drives me. I just want to move forward. And even if I did that and had that same work ethic, if I didn't have the same group of people to talk to, to rely on, to trade best practices with, to really just mastermind and talk shop of how we can better ourselves, better our profession, and better our clients, I wouldn't be where I am today. A lot of my success comes from the circle of people I'm in. I just got real lucky. That's how I describe it. And when I talk about luck, I've talked about in the past, I've killed myself to get here over and over and over. And and I've given up a lot of things to be in this position. And by doing that, I got lucky to be around the right people. Now, when those people met me, they would say, hey, this dude fucking works. This dude will, you know, he'll kill everybody in the room to get where he needs to go. He's real focused and he's not going to let anything get in his way. He's not going to be deterred. He's going to keep working his ass off. And I say that not to make me sound amazing because I'm not, I'm an idiot. I just happen to work really hard. But by people seeing that, they want you in their circle. They're happy to partner with you. They're happy to talk with you. They're happy to trade ideas with you because they want to know how you got to where you are. And then you get to understand how they got to where they got. So I get to meet the David Jacks, the world, the Pat Rigsby's, the BJ Gadors, the Hannah Edens, the Alexia Clarks. I can go down the list here, all the people in my circle. And we've all, you know, made each other sharper and better. And we all kind of push each other. We're not competing with each other because there's more than enough success for all of us to crush it. But we all kind of help each other along. And I can ask them a question at any time. And I get a text back in two minutes. Hey, Jay, this is what I'm doing. Boom. And I can do the same thing for them. Iron sharpens iron. It really does. And so I do think that's a huge key for a lot of you guys. And you don't have to run your own business to do that. But if if you're uh, an architect, if you're an attorney, if you're a programmer, if you're an accountant, if you sell real estate, there's other people in your field in your area, across the country, that you can connect with and say, hey, what did you, what, what, what worked for you here? What, what did you do best there? How did you end up doing that? How did you run that program? How did you get that to kick off? How did you sell that house? How did you guys open up that branch? There's so many things you can learn by just asking questions. We all get further along when you stand on the shoulders of giants. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can just make it run a little bit smoother by asking people in your circle. And once you have that network, it can change everything. It, re- it really can, you guys. Number three, you have to work in a way that you enjoy. Along those same lines, like we need to be using processes that we like as individuals. And we have to be in an environment that we enjoy being in. You can't work in a place that sucks, that you hate, that drains you of energy. Now, this could be an office at your house. This could be an office where you work. This could be a facility. And this could be anything from all the way down to the schedule of work you follow. And I'll touch on that in detail in a second. I've worked from a home office at my own house. 
which is fine. Um, I enjoy being there. I've worked in our backyard. I've worked in our living room. Um, I enjoy the office we've created here, partially because at my house I don't get to uh, I don't get to design anything or hang up anything because my wife is like Joanna Gaines and wants it to look like some you know cute uh, bohemian farmhouse uh, chic whatever. I'm just I'm throwing out all the terms I've heard her use. I don't think any of those make sense together, but uh, my point is is that. My home office is like her home office. It's not really mine. You walk in here, you see a bunch of nostalgic, comical, motivational, funny, sports memorabilia. This is my man cave. This is where I create. This is where I can have solace and be productive. I have all my tools that I need. I have all my processes set up here. I have all the software I need on our computers. I have my planners, our calendars. I have everything I need here to be awesome. My mind can be free. So I do think you have to have an environment that allows you to be successful. Obviously, I love the gym setting. It motivates me just being here. I can get up. I can walk around. I'm in North Scottsdale. It's super nice. It's safe. It's clean. It's a great place to be. That matters as well. I think the, you know, when I say environment, your geographical location, I say it a lot. If you're somewhere where the weather sucks, it's cold, it's gray, it's cloudy, it's wet, and you hate it, you can move, dude. We see, we saw that in 2020. People are migrating to places that make them feel better like crazy. Your life is way too short to be spending it in a place that just makes you sad or depressed or that unmotivates you. That's why I moved. I love the Midwest. It's a great place. Awesome people. Super nice. Very humble, very giving, very kind awesome in the summers, but man, nine months out of the year, it just sucks for me personally. If you guys live there, respect. But I've always said it here, you don't got to shovel sunshine. No matter how hot it gets, if you got to do a cannonball in your pool and have a beer and that's your suffering through winter, that's what we do here. I don't want to get hung up on just the geographical stuff, but I do think that matters. And when I talk about working in a way you enjoy, your process I'm not naturally like a morning person. That's not how I grew up as a kid. My dad used to have to wake me up, drag my ass out of bed to do, you know, chores and things around the house. And I, you know, fucking hated it, to, to be honest with you. But uh, it taught me a lot of lessons. And the biggest thing it taught me was, one, get your ass to sleep earlier so you don't feel like a bag of shit when you wake up. But honestly, you get so much more done. When you can get up early, before the rest of the world, the roads are clear, the stores are empty, everything is so much faster, you're so more efficient, and uh, I feel this sense of accomplishment by attacking things before most people are awake, and I also, when I say working in a way I enjoy, I'm past the days of doing things when I don't really want to do them. Now, sometimes I have to, I can't escape it. But when I'm going to write emails, I do them at a certain time of day where I'm the most motivated, the most driven. When I'm going to do a podcast, I do it when my brain can be free, when I can actually speak with some sense of intelligence, when I design workouts. There's certain things that I do certain days of the week and certain times of the week, and I tend to be way more productive, and it tends to be higher quality of work 
as opposed to saying, well, I have to do it right now at this time. I'm over that. I do things that play to my strengths. And you guys have to do the same way. So work in a place and in a way that you enjoy, if at all possible. Again, there's always going to be things where you can't escape. Well, this deadline is due here and you got to gut through it. I understand that. But every day can't be a grind and you can't feel like you're gutting through every single day and every single task for that matter. Number four, having strong whys. Like, why are you doing what you're doing for a living? Why'd you pick that career field? Why'd you get into it? Why did you stay in it? And why do you continue to do it day after day after day? Now, this is a little bit deeper, obviously, but I think we all need a reason and a why to do what we do if you're really going to be successful. And when I mean successful, I mean have fun, become better, try to sharpen your skills, and over time, obviously, make more money. That's all part of it. Financial success is not directly connected to success, but that is part of the game. We can't obviously ignore it. For me, there's a few whys. I want to provide both a sense of opportunity and security for myself and also for my family. That's important to me. Why I do this the way that I do it. One, I have to have a sense of control in my life. I have to have a sense of financial security. And I want to have opportunities where I don't feel like I'm I'm locked in a box here. And I can only teach jumping jacks until I'm 50 years old. I want to be able to branch off and expand and do different things if I so choose to. That's important to me. And I have to work for that sense of security and opportunity while also working in a way that allows me to have meaningful time for myself, for my friends, for my family, and obviously for my work. There is no work-life balance. It doesn't exist for me. Uh, I enjoy a lot of the things that I do, but I can't only do this and never spend time with my wife and never spend time with friends and never spend time with family and never travel and do things that are outside of this, you know, facility, if you will. So it's a, it's tough to draw the lines there. And I don't know where you would draw them versus me. I'm assuming they'd be much different, but that's a huge part of my why is having a sense of continuous growth, continuous opportunity, building a sense of control in my life and what I do in my financial, you know, outlook on the world and uh, also allowing me to have enough free time and meaningful time that I can spend with the people I love and enjoy that might not directly be connected to what we do for a living. Although a lot of people I hang out with do come in here all the time too. So it's kind of like uh, killing two birds with one stone, but not everybody. So I do have to make time for those people as well. And I also personally, I want to be a good role model for the world. That, uh, that matters to me. I want to lead by example. I want to, uh, Help people understand that by finding work success, by finding professional success, that doesn't mean you have to be a a personal failure. And that's where this life 
is probably different than if you were a doctor or an attorney or an accountant or a real estate agent or something else, where if you only dive into your work and that's all you care about is just the craft of that, you become a personal failure. You ignore your friends, your family, you're an asshole at home because you're so stressed and you're pissed and you're maybe only chasing money or whatever it may be. And I'm not saying that just for those fields, but what we do here, and maybe me specifically as a coach, by being a, a good role model, by leading from the front, by leading from example, I'm finding personal success and I'm finding professional success. And all the skills I've learned here, I take into my private life when I'm not on a podcast, when I'm not on Instagram, when I'm not on Facebook. I'm taking all the things I've learned here over time and I'm giving them to my friends, to my family, and the people I give a shit about. And really there's no difference between the two. But I know for a lot of fields, there are. And what you give to your professional life will steal from your personal life. And that to me would be me not leading from the front. I try to treat everybody the same all the time. <clears throat> Excuse me, for better or for worse, if possible. But also, one of my whys is I want to have a meaningful impact on people's lives and not just reach people. And this is an important one uh, to, to dig into real quick. All my fitness pros out there, everybody out there with social media accounts, which is basically everybody at this point, everybody worries about the reach the number of followers or fans or the number of people on your list. And I'm not trying to downplay the width of an audience because it matters. If you have a huge audience, you know, you're statistically probably going to make more money. You're probably going to, you know, you have a bigger, let me put it this way. If you have 100,000 people who watch your stuff or you have 10,000 people, statistically, you should be able to sell more to the 100,000 than the 10,000, just based off of, you know, whether it's cold traffic, warm traffic, how you're going to convert leads to people buying stuff, but not always. And so for me, I want to have meaningful impact on people's lives, not just the width of the audience, but the depth of the audience, not just how many people see, watch, listen to, read, and do our stuff, but how many really are impacted by it? Helping them create a healthier, happier life overall, both mentally, physically, whether you want to throw in spiritually or emotionally, if that's what you guys get from some of the stuff we say, respect, I'm happy to do that. But that matters to me. And I could expand on this list all day, but I'm just giving you guys a couple of ideas of what a strong why would be in order to find success. The biggest one about, above all else, and people ask this all the time, you know, why do I do this the way that I do it? And uh, especially my fitness friends, like why the hell do you still wake up this early in, uh, and run a gym? Partially, I feel obligated. I really do. Um, and I don't know where this comes from other than my own, my own head, but I feel like I got this gift, uh, you know, to be healthy, to move, uh, to talk, to speak, to think the way that I do. And it's like, it's your calling, man. And, uh, when you find a craft that you can kind of 
harness that energy into, it allows you to give back. And uh, I'll always go back to the, the 2020 year, the, uh, the COVID lockdown bullshit that we had to deal with. And I've said this before, made a ton of money, you know, uh, grew all of our platforms multiple times over. Instagram, podcasts, email lists, the amount of people who know what we do here and listen to this show specifically and, uh, and follow us on all the platforms. The biggest jump I've ever seen in 12 months. The biggest money jump I've ever seen in 12 months. Saddest I was. The saddest I've been in a long time. Other than like dealing with some real shit. Um, the most uh, uncertainty I probably felt. The most probably anxiety I felt at times. Especially early on. That dumpster fire shit we dealt with. And uh, that's when I really realized like one of my whys is. Well I, I got to have meaning and impact. And it can't just be a one way street. And as much as I love this podcast for for all of you guys who listen, thank you. All the messages you send in to myself and to Heather, all the guests we've had on, all of you guys who have dropped us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't yet, stop being a lazy ass. Do that shit right now. But in all seriousness, it means a lot. And all the programs we sell all over the world, it's super humbling. But it wasn't enough. Um... I felt in like an emptiness in it. That's why I continue to do this. And it'll change at some point for sure. Uh, when my life slows down, we'll kind of do things differently here maybe. But uh, one of my whys is I feel obligated to show up for people here because I know they need it. Even though we can reach more people on the internet all day, every day, there's still a couple hundred people who show up here that have impact on my life. And I know we have an impact on their life. And if we weren't showing up here they would not be as healthy mentally and physically. That I know for sure. So it does matter. That's one of my whys is I feel a responsibility because I have this ability to build a community, to give back to people, to give them an experience where fitness is fun, where they feel safe, where they feel comfortable, like it's a family, like they're just working out with their friends. There's no judgment. There's no bullshit here. It's just us coming in, playing music, talking shit, sweating, moving around, getting better, and just lifting each other up. That's one of my whys. That's why I do this at the clip that I do it. And again, like I said before, my hope is that you guys would find something similar. Number five, you got to keep things simple. Uh, If I'm a master at anything, it's keeping things really simple. Maybe simple, stupid for a lot of you listening. Again, I'm not that smart, man. And if I could find this level of success, I know all of you guys can too. Now, you got to be willing to work your ass off for it, but I can promise you, it can happen. For me, personally, to be successful, I got to simplify things. Like down to the, the most basic grade one level. Even when... I'm doing things that look complicated to others. I've uh, I've simplified it into a few basic steps in my own brain. And uh, I think if you can do fewer things better, do that. You know, what is the saying? Um, Jack of all trades, master of none. Now, 
I've learned all the things here, but I can't master them all. And there's people who do it much better than me. So I tend to be competent in all the things here, but I don't do them all anymore. I focus on doing fewer things, but just doing them better than I've ever done before. I make things easy to understand for myself, hopefully for our team here, and obviously for everybody who comes in here. I think when you are overwhelmed with responsibility, you know, it makes you a stressed out person. It fills you with anxiety and other things in your life tend to start to crumble when you're you're overwhelmed or you always feel behind or you're bombarded or it's just too much, right? For me, if things weren't so simple and if things weren't broken down in a way that was easy for me to operate this way, I would struggle uh, being a good husband, uh, being a good coach, being a good friend, uh, being a you know successful business owner or entrepreneur, if you will. For me, simplifying things down to the most basic form is how I can stay focused and consistent and always be ready if, if things do come my way. Uh, I simplify everything in my life. I, I really do. Uh, you know, if Heather was here, she would uh, be talking a lot of shit about what I'm going to say here in a second. Uh, she's busy today, so she's going to make it in. We'll bring her on next week and we'll have a great uh, podcast for you guys. But I do simplify everything in my life. I tend to uh, wear the same hoodies every day to work. I have uh, probably four or five of the same exact hoodies that I wear all the time, gray or black. If you guys have watched my stuff, you, you tend to see how I roll. I got the same four or five pair of gray pants and the same four or five pair of black pants. I probably have, I gave away probably 200 pairs of shoes uh, during COVID, but I probably still have 100 pairs. I had to deal with Reebok for probably seven years, and so a lot of a lot of shoes. And uh, even with that said, I have about 100 pairs. I wear probably the same one or two pairs every day, and they also tend to be gray or white or black. Uh, I drive the same car. I've uh, been driving this car for almost 10 years. The car itself is going to be 10, 12, 13, 14 years old. I bought it four years used. I drive the same car. Don't give a shit. I uh, eat most of the same things every day. Protein, produce, water, wash, rinse, repeat. And almost the same cuts of meat, almost the same vegetables. I follow the same simple processes every single day. Uh, It allows me to work. And uh, it's really like an assembly line from the time I wake up until the time I go to sleep. Uh, Almost robotic, if you will, like the Terminator sent back in time to kill John Connor and nothing's going to deter him no matter what. I do that for a couple of reasons, not because I'm lazy, but I know things are going to go wrong. I know fires are going to happen here and uh, things are going to come my way, whether it be with our clients in person or with the internet when and Lord knows shit always goes wrong with Infusionsoft or lead pages or mind body or the websites, whatever you want to call it, things are going to happen. And, uh, people are going to be late. 
people are going to miss appointments, people are going to get sick, I'll have to deal with some other bullshit, cover for somebody here, update something there, give somebody a refund there, reach out to that appointment there. And knowing that that's always going to happen, by keeping things simple, on my end, I don't have to waste time. And more importantly, I don't have to waste mental energy on things that don't matter to me, like what I'm going to wear to work, like how fancy I'm going to look to the outside world. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter to me. My brain needs to be free. And again, I'm not a genius. So I need to keep as much free mental space in my head as possible to be able to write and speak and say and program and create the way that I do day after day after day. And so for, for me, simplifying things and clearing my plate, it goes a long way. And I, I do the same thing with, with our finances. I really do. We've talked about this before. By me not having, you know, there's no student loan payments. There's no car payments. There's no house payments. I'm alleviating things off my plate. I don't have to worry about, well, how do I allot money for this? I have enough of that shit to deal with in my business. I don't want to deal with it in my personal life. I want to set up systems. And we have, obviously, CMS systems that handle a lot of these things. We have an accountants. We have people I can shovel off stuff to. But by me not having that financial stress in my life, it's freed me up mentally. And you could even say emotionally or spiritually, depending on you know what side of the fence you're on. But it allows me this mental freedom that a lot of people don't have. My decision-making is different because it's not just motivated by money. There's a simplicity in that that a lot of people don't feel and probably will never feel. And that allows me to do this. And the point I'm driving at is you, A, have to make things as free in your mind as possible if you really want to be able to dive all in. Because the worst thing is when my brain is going in two different directions, because I can only do one thing at a time with any, you know, with with any amount of, of decency or, or hope for success, if you will. But if I'm worried about 19 different things, and life's always happening, the world news is always around, there's always people, there's always family, there's always problems, there's always shit that's going to be floating around in your life. But if you can simplify your individual life in every way possible it is one of the most freeing things there is and it'll help you find a level of happiness and success that probably didn't exist before which will allow you to thrive not just your career but also your personal life number six and i'll get you kids out of here using a planning and goal achievement approach that works for you and i touched on this already uh, in the way that i kind of go through my daily process but I've always been a person who writes down their goals the night before. Uh, I've probably done this for, I actually stole this from Pat Rigsby, by the way. And, uh, or maybe I, I don't know if I stole it from him. Maybe I was doing it in part and then I found out he did it. Or maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to really remember. It's been so long. It, it's hard to tell, right? Like what, if it was your great idea or if you borrowed a great idea from somebody else. But he's been doing it for 20 years. I've been doing it for at least 13 years now at this point. And there's nothing magical, like nothing magical about that approach. But it works for me. 
just writing down what I'm going to do the night before for the next day and kind of having a general outline of the week, but really drilling down. So I'll do this when I leave here in a little bit. Hey, Monday, I got to do X, Y, and Z. I have these appointments. These are my tasks. These are my emails. This is what has to be shipped out. And I know what's going on. And I know how I want to attack the day and about what order it's going to go in. Now, four things might come my way. Something might go wrong. It might get pushed back a couple hours. But for the most part, I already have an idea. So when I wake up, my mind is free. I already have my kind of checklist. I put on my same outfit. I get in the car. Boom, and I rip it. By just mapping out the night before. This works the same, you guys, for your fitness. Well, I know my workout's at 6. Well, I know I have this workout to do today. It works the same for your food. Oh, I know I'm going to eat this many times. I know I'm going to probably eat these foods. Mapping out the night before what you do the next day with your work life, with your personal life, with your finances, with your food, with your fitness is a very basic key. Nothing magic about it, but it can help you find a level of success that maybe you don't currently have because you're just kind of waking up wandering through the day. Now, all these six work for me. And, uh, you know, the key is not just copying all six, but finding a way where some of these or all these maybe can work for you, but in your own way. You know, we can borrow ideas and we can model things all day and that's important, but you have to adapt them to a way that works for you in your career, in your life, where you're going to find success in. That's how each one of us individually creates a success system, I guess, if you will. And uh, you can't just use somebody else's because it's not going to be the same. Our personality types are different. Our careers are different. Our jobs are different. Our whys are certainly different. Our motivations change over time. So you can't just use somebody else's out of the box and expect it to work exactly the same. Like you can't take how I operate every day and throw it into your life and think it'll be the exact same. You can take bits and pieces and you can kind of marry it and mold it with what you do to find success because each one of us is unique and you're going to have to adapt accordingly over time and adapt them to fit your life and your goals and what you want to do. I really only had six here, uh, but I'll share a seventh one real quick. <clears throat> I had a bad Metcon cough today and it's uh it's just not going away. Uh, the last one is you got to be who you are. Just because somebody else trains a certain way, uh, learns a certain way, markets a certain way, acts a certain way, prices things a certain way, offers certain types of programs or, or does their social media a certain way, it doesn't mean it's the right fit for you. You got to be who you are. You got to be the best version of yourself. You can't just be a clone of somebody else. And I see that a lot on social these days. A lot of people just trying to copy like what they think works. A lot of people trying to copy career paths. A lot of people trying to copy other people's lifestyles, thinking it's what they're supposed to do. Even though deep down they know it's not what makes them happy and it's not what they're 
you know, really called to do or what's going to be in their best interest. You got to be the best version of yourself. You can't just be a clone of somebody else. And I say that because for a lot of time during my career, people would say things like, oh, Jeremy, you, you know, you should do this. You should do that. You shouldn't swear. You should be more professional here. You should do this. You should do X. I could literally go on a list of probably 100 things people told me I should do and things I shouldn't do, uh, more importantly. But I just got to be me. I, I had to just be the best version of who I could be. With all my fuck-ups and flaws, you know, what you see is what you get. I can't really change it for anybody. Um, this whole thing kind of revolves around me, obviously, how I speak, how I act, how I show up, for better or for worse, honestly. Um, this whole ecosystem wouldn't exist if I was being fake. Um, I couldn't sustain this level of energy if I was just trying to put on a show every day just to make money. That wouldn't work for me. For some people, that might work, but that's not who I am. I don't do this uh, for money and for cars and for homes. There's nothing wrong with that stuff, but it's not the main thing that drives me. Yeah, we make money here and that's important. But I do this because I believe in it. I think it adds value to the world. I think it makes the world a better place, uh, if I can say that, you know, uh, humbly. I do it to be able to keep doing it. I show up here every day and try to deliver health and fitness in a lifestyle that makes people's lives better so I can keep doing it. I like playing the game. I'm not just trying to win the game. I like playing the game. I'm going to end up winning and keep winning, but it's not just for a fancy prize to show the world that I'm awesome. I'm not trying to flex in a way where people think I'm winning or successful. I just want to play the game. And I can only do that by being myself and helping people. And I think what you guys will find is you'd be the same way. You really are. You just have to be you. Which leads me to a post we threw on Instagram today, and I'm going to let you go after this. If you guys saw it, it's real simple. It just said, focus on you. It doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. It doesn't matter if they seem smarter, faster, stronger, richer, or quote-unquote further along than you. All that matters is that you're trying to be the best version of you and pursue the things that make you, in all capital letters, happy. In my opinion, happiness is the game, you guys. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. When you focus on bowling in your own lane and you let go of the comparison bullshit that's holding you back, your life gets real good, real quick. Life is way too short to play the comparison game and fearing judgment from others because I got a newsflash for you. Judgment's going to happen either way. People are going to talk shit about you no matter what the fuck you do. So you might as well do the things that you enjoy that you think are important. Work on being the best you and doing the things that you love that bring you the most happiness daily and nothing else. Your legacy on this earth will not be remembered by the kind of car you drove, will not be remembered by the house you lived in, will not be remembered by your job title. You do not remember your grandparents if they've passed away or your parents, or any of your friends, for the things they owned. 
you remember them for how they made you feel and the things they did in this world that helped other people. That is their legacy. That is the game. If you're doing things that make you feel good, that make the world a better place, that, my friends, is everything. That's it. Always has been, always will be. We can get wrapped up and lost along the way in a lot of bullshit, but at the end of the day, if you're doing things that make you feel good inside that are helping other people, you will live a life that has meaning so much deeper than most people could ever imagine. I'm living it right now, and I promise you, if you find what you're good at and you work in a way that you can find success in, it'll be the exact same. I hope you guys have an awesome Sunday. I'll be back uh, probably next weekend with Heather to drop an episode. If you have questions for me and anything, throw them here. I'm happy to dig into it in detail. If you want to learn about any of our sponsors, Athletic Greens, Dry Farm Wines, Beam, JLab, Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, all of the details are in the podcast notes. I'm happy to send samples where I can. If you guys want to be in the newsletter, hit me up. We'll throw you in there. And again, like I mentioned, if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, do not be a lazy ass. Hit pause, scroll your finger all the way down, drop it a five star, leave a couple of comments. I truly would appreciate it. And if you think this can help a friend or family member who's working in a job that sucks and they hate their nine to five, they're dreading Monday, wishing for the weekends, please send this episode to them because that is a horrible way to wake up and live your life, wishing away five-sevenths of your existence is fucking insanity and they should not be doing that and in the world we live in today with the internet and the power and the tools they do not have to do it i am just a gorilla in a warehouse and i figured out how to do it and create a badass life for myself and i know you can do the same again thank you guys as always we appreciate it if you're watching on youtube thank you guys as well and until next time eat well train hard Be nice to people and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.